When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, and uh, if this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking pop culture, movies, video games, comic books. This is what I like to do. I've been doing it for quite some time. My little podcast that then turned into a website in a community, and then turned into a podcast network, and then we started producing content in other areas, and now Geekscape is just kind of a thing. But you're a part of it, and uh, welcome. Whether this is your first Geekscape or you're a longtime Geekscapist, um, I love having you here, and I love sharing things with you and communicating with you and kind of uh, using uh, this community as a, a way, especially in a time like this, to be like, hey, are we doing okay? Am I doing okay? Uh, I know I'm quarantined, and now they have curfews starting in Los Angeles. At play, uh, today's curfew started at 5 o'clock. Um, so you have to check and be like, hey, what's going on? Is my human experience the same as your human experience? Stuff's getting really weird. And up to this point, us pop culture aficionados really only have uh, like sci-fi and action movies to uh, relate to. And so we wonder whether or not our bearings uh, are, are trustworthy. I remember living in New York during 9-11. Uh, and I remember that day very clearly. But even more so, I remember the next morning and everybody saying, it was like a movie. How many people who lived through 9-11 and remember it, whether or not you were in New York or Washington or any of the places affected by 9-11 directly or indirectly, how many of you heard that it it felt like a movie? It made me feel like I was in a movie. What does that say about us and maybe about our media consumption or uh, maybe our disconnection or our connection to art that our frame of reference is, it just felt like, I was in a movie and now we're living through a, pan, a, a a quarantine, a pandemic, the threat of martial law. A lot of these riots and protests are going on in Los Angeles, just over the hill from where I am right now in the Dweeb Darling studio. This is Heidi's bedroom. Uh, and I'm calling my friends in Santa Monica and Hollywood and I'm seeing how they're doing. These are peaceful protests that, whether or not you want to believe the news or not, who knows who you're going to believe. There are all, so many voices going on in this time, in these uh, these situations. Are there outside instigators? Are there different agendas at play? Are the protesters to blame for the violence and the looting? Or is this fabricated? Are there people who are coming in and 
planting burned cop cars or pre-destroyed cop cars? Or are there other people spray painting and vandalizing the, the buildings and then spray painting BLM on the side in order to make the Black Lives Movement look uh, discredited? Uh, I've seen videos of all of it. Uh, I will say this, that protesting and expressing our voices is American. Destroying and looting, not so much. Not only that, I think that it uh, fuels the fire for tools to be used against us. And now you have this threat of our governors being tougher on us as the president's demanding the governors to be. Uh, Today, he's talking about instituting some form of martial law in cities that don't toughen up enough. By whose standard? I don't know. But feels like a movie, you might be able to say. Our frame of reference is, wow, I have only seen this in a movie. But if anything, that's our privilege living in the United States. Other countries, they deal with this a lot. Other countries deal with the curfews. A lot of war-ravaged countries, which, damn, I guess the United States is partially responsible for in a lot of ways. They deal with things like curfews and quarantines and unstable health services and maybe not being able to just go to the grocery store and buy what they need. To them, it's not like a movie. It's just like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. And it's terrible because at the end of this, people are dying. And no matter who's looting, who's vandalizing, what physical things are destroyed, insured or not insured, people's lives are being lost. And I have a platform. It's not the biggest platform in the world, but there's several thousand people. And it would be irresponsible for me to just come on here and talk about movies and video games and comics. And I had a conversation with Matt Kelly today, who runs our podcast network. And I got to tell you, I love having a podcast network. I grew up loving all the broadcasters. David Letterman was a hero. Then remember Talk Soup, Greg Kinnear. We've talked about him on the show and how much I loved him. Uh, And then getting into like when I had to drive packages around in Hollywood and listen to things like Howard Stern. Became a big fan and just loved the idea of broadcasting. But what's the point of sharing all these stories when you lose context for where you are with each other? And what's the point of having a platform if you're not going to use it for good? So at the end of the day, let's talk. Let's talk about whether or not we need police reform. I'm of the opinion that we definitely effing do. Uh, What do we do about the fact that the U.S., which I've talked about as a major destabilizer in a lot of the world, has some instability itself built on the hundreds of years of racism that it was built on. A friend of mine said, well, you know, we can, uh, we're out this morning and he said, uh, you know, uh, we've never really paid back the fact that our country was built on, on slavery. And the fact that we had Japanese internment camps in World War II and just racist act after racist act that has helped America secure its place in the world as the richest and biggest military uh, militarist country in the world. And 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 I'm like, hey, we live in California. (laughs) California is the is like the biggest, like fourth largest economy and just California. And they're building its backs on migrant illegal workers. We're not paying those people living wages. We're paying them less than minimum wage. They're undocumented. And they pay taxes when they go and buy something. 
or various forms of taxes, but they're not citizens. How's that not slave labor at some point? When do we have to come correct on that kind of thing and say, okay, wait, um, the most economically successful state in the union and the richest country in the world, one of the biggest economies in the world, California, is got a, a form of, of slave labor in these migrant workers in the fields. And there's just so much going on that I want to talk about. Do I then go and talk about science fiction and movies and comic books? Well, I talked to Matt Kelly this morning and we, we discussed this and he said, hey, we're not going to shy away from it, but we're also not going to keep the geeks gavis who've been with us well over a decade at this point from getting their entertainment. So I just want to open it up to you guys. Uh, we're going to have these conversations a lot in the next coming weeks and months as we figure out whether or not we're going to have a world anymore. You know, it's kind of like a movie. Um, so the comments are open. Um, I've got my good friend, Brian Clem coming up. He's from the, uh, band Suburban Legends. They've been on the show before. I love the Suburban Legends so much. If you guys remember my first podcast, Geek Drome, Brian did the theme song. He, he and Vince Walker, of the Suburban Legends just did the theme song, uh, for the Super Action Man cartoon I'm developing. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully you guys can see it. Hopefully I can express all my, like really lame and miseducated political views into the cartoon. And then you guys don't have to hear them here on Geekscape. But ultimately, Geekscape's yours as much as it is mine. Uh, George Callert and I just keep the lights on. But this is your platform as much as I see it as mine. So if you want to write something for the website, write something for the website. If you want to start a podcast, come start a podcast. If you want to do any kind of art and express yourself, this is what I've built it Four, that is why we keep it moving as a place for you, my geeks, to have an expansive voice with each other and with the world. And that is what it's for. And um, this little podcast is just kind of mine. All right. <laughs> Should there be political music playing in the background? I don't know how to do this. But that was my little monologue. I just kind of improvised it. But I meant it. Um, let me get to a few comments that I see have sprung up in the comments, and then I'm going to bring uh, Brian on. I can see him in the wings reading a comic, and I'm not even going to introduce him when he shows up. We're just going to drop him in here, and hopefully we catch him reading uh, a comic. I love this guy so much, and I hope you guys do too if, you, if you're not familiar with Brian. Okay, uh, comments real quick. Let's see what we got here going on. Um Omar Calderon, who's a longtime Geekscape, is from the beginning, OG, says, it did not feel like a movie to me. Um, remember when video proof was enough to prove some kind of evidence? Now, I, I don't know what he's talking about, but we're talking. Um, but he says, perhaps it feels like a movie because the situations feel contrived or man-made, inorganic, planned. And yeah, Omar, like, I, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, people who are not protesters who are not black and they are spray painting BLM on the side of the Starbucks at the Grove and getting caught red handed doing it. I'm with you. I feels like these, I feels like, like we're being kind of instigated towards a police state and who knows? I, I just know that every single one of you guys should be registered to vote. It's the least we can do to keep some stability back in our country and cap some little tiny piece of power for ourselves is to vote and make sure that our, our voices are protected because you know they're going to keep trying to take it from us. So we got to stay active in the protection of our voices for ourselves and each other, okay? So like if all we can do is vote, then we can't let them take it away from us, no matter what, okay? 
to which Daniel Camposano, that is big yanks in Long Island. He's going to throw that up and echo it by saying, please vote in your local elections. Change, it starts from the bottom up. And I can't express that enough. We're really focusing on Trump and this and that and cowering in the White House uh, bunker. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. But Daniel's got a big, uh, a big, 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 big uh, point in saying that the whole ballot is open for us. And we got to think about the ballot uh, from top to bottom. If you're just thinking about things like third party people, because you're, you, let's say you're not a big fan of the Democrats, the Republicans, like, yeah, look down ticket. Look down ticket for your solutions and find some of the independents that are trying to work on their local solutions or, or they're working on their state solutions. Like the whole ticket is open for you guys. And maybe if you could empower some of these independent parties at a lower local level, then they can engender the kind of goodwill that will make them effective on a much bigger le level later on. But you got to look at the entire ticket, like Daniel says, go for the local elections, go bottom up, look at the whole thing. And just again, like your tool is your vote. Your tool is also your education, so just keep it going. Uh, Leticia uh, says, Greg Kinnear was awesome. <laughs> Greg Kinnear is still awesome. I'm a big Greg Kinnear fan. Uh, and he was like the guy who I'd like look in the mirror and try and do his talk soup facial impersonations. <laughs> so thank you, Leticia, for the shout out on uh, Greg Kinnear. He, he, I mean, I'd love to have him on the show. Greg Kinnear, I'd be like, hey, dude, you're awesome. Uh, and thank you for that time on Talk Soup. Um, Leticia also says, Brian Clem is my secret celebrity crush. So I just threw that out and it's no longer a secret. Enjoy that. Uh, Brian's coming up. And then uh, Mike Templeton says, Brian Clem is actually a kitten and will purr if you pet him. Well, in the age of social distancing and now that I'm doing these live streams on Geekscape, I can't pet him, but I have. And uh, I got to say, I agree with you there, Mike. Daniel's bringing it back home, and he says, also shout out to all the Geekscape is living in the thick of it. Stay safe, my friends. Uh, you too, Daniel. I love you, man, so much. Uh, and then Omar Calderon says, I love the Geek Drum theme song. So do I. I love the Geek Drum theme song. Brian's responsible for it. And then Leticia's back on Facebook saying, as a parent, it's our responsibility to tell our, to tell our children the importance of voting. Uh, yes, Geekscape is, and as I see myself as a father to all of you, my geekscapists <laughs> it's our responsibility to uh vote let's go let's 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 change the system however you want it changed and as to the full extent to which you can change it let's go uh and then rick goes back on the youtube and he says i remember you talking about the messiah complex story when nightcrawler took a shotgun blast the guts and it splattered his blood in the snow it made me buy those comics more stuff like this <laughs> okay <laughs> we can talk comics brother I love it. Let's 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 talk comics. Um, all right, here we go. Um, Brian can read his comments before I bring them up on screen. So if you have anything secret to tell Brian, like we can throw it up here on the screen, or we cannot, but leave them in the comments. We'll be reading some more comic comments throughout. Okay, Brian, uh, what are you reading over there, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm on. Hi. Is this <laughs> I, I Is surprised this on? you. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Brian, is this ever on? Is this ever on? Hold on, hold on. I at the pop pause the Roku. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Hold on, wait, wait. Oh, hello. I didn't notice you guys there. How are you, <laughs> Brian? Where are you, man? What am I? Hey, do you like my? <laughs> do you like reading? my spider? Uh, do you like my Spider-Man Universal Studios Hollywood? But what does it say? Is it, it says Universal Studios Hollywood? Yeah, back in the day. Oh, that's right, because Spider-Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, back Isn't in the day, Marvel Universal. Does, no, does Disney own it. Yeah, Disney owns still... Marvel, but but there's still Universal but... Islands of Adventure in Orlando. But back in and the day, own... back in the day, there used to be a Marvel themed restaurant at Universal Studios Hollywood. And I have the menus from the place, and I have this from the place. Do you think but, it would be like that one in uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? Kingdom Come? Where or is it? Uh, Kingdom uh, Fudge? What were they? They had like a Justice League themed restaurant, and everybody dressed like, oh, Aquaman will take your order. What, oh, in Kingdom Come, like later on, I, I don't think it was Kingdom Come. Kingdom was that, Come was pretty gritty and gross. I think that was Magog. It was. It, I think it was called Kingdom. It was right after Kingdom Come, Magog, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we can talk that, some DC if you want. Um, all I know well, is that about, all I know right? is that the, yeah, all I know is that this restaurant was in Universal City, Hollywood. It was, um, oh. it was Marvel themed. It was in the theme park, and they had all the <laughs> they, had, they had all the characters. And then it was basically like Planet Hollywood with like, but instead of like Sylvester Stallone and the Terminator, he ended up with like yeah. Marvel characters, and it wasn't very good. But that's what's going on there. That still sounds awesome. I don't know. I I I buy a ten dollar beer from there. <laughs> Um, how you doing, brother? Um, I'm you, good. You, I'm good. We're just kind of hanging, and uh, yeah. I'm kind of using Geekscape to like catch up with my friends. And, and I was like, and you and I started talking on the Krista Makes podcast page. If you guys, you guys are fans of Suburban Legends, you're probably yeah. fans of Less Than Jake. Uh, Krista, Makes, <laughs> Krista Makes from Less Than Jake. Previous, I, I, I've never heard of him. Previous Geekscape guest, where he was my guest back in January. Um, we were talking. You and I were talking on his page. And yeah. we, you and I are coming on the show. And not only do you are, are you on Geekscape, I think you and Chris Fafalios from Punchline, who does a show on our network, you should come on his show and do a one hit thunder episode. It's a it's a I would absolutely love to. Dude, but I think I have it's a great episode. because because didn't he do the Geekscape theme song now? Yes, you did the Geek Drum theme yeah, song. He did the yeah, Geekscape but, 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 theme but when song. You doing, when you were doing your, your Conan O'Brien monologue. You said I did one theme song. I did two. I did Geek Drome and Geekscape. Oh, Wait, when, did, when did you do the Geekscape theme song? Um, I did. I did a uh, Geek Drome, and then I yeah. did a, a second one after that. It was like in the very early stages of Geekscape. Oh, so we used I'm old school. What? Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I think that beef so got settled. Now. Oh, I think right, that. Beef, I think that beef got settled. But you know what? Your Super Action Man theme song kicks. Ass, and thank you for that. I hope I to unleash that that on the world. So, um, how are you doing? Can I, can I just do it? Yeah, you can, can do, do whatever you want. Note? Yeah, whatever you oh want. Oh my god! Okay, so when did you give me the Super Action Man comic? I think it was at WonderCon or something. Super Action and Man I was comic. Wearing a booster. Go- yeah, that would have been yeah. 2011 or 12. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hold on, I gotta figure out how to stabilize. I'm it? gonna use a, a comic. I'm gonna use a comic to prop up my iPad because I'm not. Yo, Brian, you're you're. Your video can be destabilized, just know that my brain is destabilized. So it's inconsistent. It's consistently destabilized across the board. Just okay. Stabilization, so, as we as we know it after this last week, stability is an illusion, brother. All right, cool. So is dry land. <laughs> dry land is a myth. <laughs> uh, I love that movie, by the way. Yeah. Big fan. Um, so I think at two thousand, I was at WonderCon. You gave me your sample of Super Action Man. Yeah, I gave you a comment. And, yeah. and I got I got on the the shitty little. Can I can I swear? Yeah, it's the internet. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't know about well, the plus, I just give us another twenty minutes, and we're going to be doing nudity. I have three more hours left on my AOL list that says I have thirty three hours. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm figuring it all out. <laughs> um, you gave you gave me a you gave me a, a free comic, and I remember yeah. on the shuttle 
laughing out loud reading it. I was uh, like, this is why is he saying the exact like comedy that I want to hear it and I'm thanks, laughing buddy. out loud to it because he has the guts to do it and it was dude, it was so good. I'm just so stoked about it. I want to see that made. Well, um, you guys did the theme song, you and Vince did the theme song. I love the theme song to death and uh uh, I've been working on storyboards and working on all sorts of stuff. So hopefully we get a cartoon because as you guys learned in last week's episode with Tasha Halevi and Sean Gunn, cartoons are the only things that are going on in Hollywood right now and we're completely unemployed otherwise. So if, yeah. you, guys, if you guys are Guardians of the Galaxy fans and uh, Sean Gunn, who's our rocket raccoon, and uh, he plays one of the the, the Reavers, Ravagers, those dudes, um, he was on the episode last week. And uh, and that, all that, but um, I love you guys. And if you flipped the old Super Ashman comic book over, as Daniel Camposano did, the Loudmouth comic was hilarious. That one feels like one that I didn't crack quite yet, character-wise, Daniel. But I still I hear Sam in my voice, especially now that like DC's on fire and our country is like being like it, our country's on fire. Uh, I just hear Super Action Man in our voice, like running color commentary on everything that's happening in our nation. You know what's funny? It's funny. We live in a world where we need heroes, right? Right. And we need, because I think that Marvel is the epitome of have the, the moral barometer of go towards the things that are doing bad and, you know, save, yeah, run save everybody. Fire. Yeah, run towards the, run run towards the, the, fire, the burning building. Yeah, but yeah. in this time of crisis, I, I, I think all I can do is run towards DC. Because it, it, I, I need to escape with a thinker comic that makes my mind think and escape what's going on. Yeah, I Does mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I think what you're arguing is that like the Marvel characters are more grounded, but we do have Thor, and we do have like what I said, the pre, the Guardians of the Galaxy. We do have some strange, weird characters. Yeah. It, but but DC does come more out of that 1930s, 1940s era of Superman, Wonder Woman, and they weren't using earth cities they were using like metropolis and gotham but this yeah. morning i was talking to a buddy of mine and my brother paul and i share these videos back and forth of like i'm a wrestling fan so say his full name paul london former oh, wwe yeah, yeah. tag team champion and cruiserweight champion paul london so so paul and i we have this habit of like exchanging videos to each other of like shit that's going on in the riots. Have you seen the dude in Salt Lake City who thought he was Hawkeye, who was like trying to knock his bow? In- <laughs> okay, like, I'm not laughing. At I don't, I don't, I don't like laughing about this shit. But in a way, kind of fuck this guy because uh, oh. people found out who he was because he got arrested, and they found his Facebook, and his Facebook was just a bunch of like psycho, anti deep state whack job stuff, and. um so the video came coming out of Salt Lake City that had a pretty rough weekend was that the guy was instigating violence. This, this older white dude, he reminded me of Wilford Brimley from Hard Target. Diabetes. So there's video of this uh, of this bastard getting out of his truck or his car with a machete, and he's just trying to take on protesters. And these are people walking around with like Black Lives Matter signs and like you know, don't kill the, you know, don't kill innocent people size. And he's walking around with his head trying to instigate violence. Later on, there's a video of this dude, which proves why Hawkeye is like not a good Avenger. All right. He's like, like the worst Punisher ever. He just, well, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's, like, he's the got a better, like... he's got a better moral code than, than the Punisher. The Punisher is kind of like, 
crazy. Dude, but... I don't know if he's getting out of the car with a machete yeah. for people that say Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I can't wait to get oh. to put them on my so, so, Brian, I, Brian, I'm texting you this video. This old dude with like a, a goatee and a big ponytail. He He's taking like five minutes trying to knock an arrow by his car into like a fucking compound bow. And the woman videotaping him is like, you better not. You better not. And she asked him, she's like, are you, do you consider yourself American? And he goes, yeah, I'm American and all lives matter. And then he finally successfully <laughs> knocks an arrow. Watch me as I kill all lives. Yeah. People, people are, people are running past the car. He knocks the arrow. He tries to fling it at somebody the person falls down behind like a U-Haul flatbed. You don't see where he goes, but you hear off screen, fuck him up. And he is rushed and like buried by a bunch of people. It just disappears. He gets totally fucked up. And then there's a clip later on of his car turned over and on fire. So that, that's basically. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Retract, like, retract, because I feel bad about laughing when you've fuck him up. <laughs> this dude just goes. okay that fell down? I don't know, but I know that I know old I know I know old man Hawkeye wasn't, and that dude was running oh, around yeah. trying to shoot people. But all I could think was, there's no fucking way that Hawkeye would hit any of the Shatari in the Battle of New York from the first Avengers movie. Like they're She's zooming like, around. I'll teach you guys not to include me in the next movie. I'll, I'll show like, you. Ultimately, Hawkeye like he clearly has to have some level of superpowers to be able to hit shit like at that frequency and with that like. His superpowers animosity because nobody likes him. <laughs> I was like, dude, get Hawk- him out of the movie. We don't. We didn't notice he was gone. Hawkeye would be done in two seconds the only flat. He was awesome. Was in the. He was awesome in the Ultimates, but other than that, no, we don't need Hawkeye. We don't need Hawkeye. Um, but he was great in the Ultimate. I think Hawkeye's like a Mark pretty Hawkeye, Hawkeye's like a pretty good like emotional sand, sounding board for like Natasha for like. That maybe, but this guy got fucked up. The other superhero theme video that I saw coming out of a protest was a dude in full Christian Bale battle armor bat suit. <laughs> he was wandering through the crowd. <laughs> right, he wasn't saying anything, but there was like smoke everywhere. Oh, that's not his fault. No, no, he was he smoke bombs. <laughs> he was just. He was just. <laughs> This this dude was just wandering through the crowd, just staring people down as Batman. And, and and my buddy this morning was like, yeah, like, I feel like heroes would be trying to stop this and this and that. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Batman would have a tank. Batman is the most Trump superhero there is. He's a dude that embezzles from his own company, right? Like, bat- how, bat- he, how else is he going to? Batman. Greatest Batman tank ever, best tank ever. Bam, Bat- be a bigger tank. Batman a has tank. he has Wayne Enterprises. He takes the fucking money from Wayne Enterprises. Has Lucius smuggle him a bunch of like tanks to build, so he can punch a bunch. He can punch a bunch of clowns in the face running around trying to start anarchy. Like that is the police state. Superman, on the other hand, is like the guy who's like, hey, I'm like the 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 police officer on the corner. I'm gonna get your cat out of the tree. The Punisher's the dude who. Was a cop at one I'll point. I'll just shoot the cat and be done with it. The Punisher, the cat didn't do anything wrong, but these cops, the cops would be like, hey, man. Oh, dude, he would tell. He would kill all, all the these cops. He would kill all, all these crooked cops. All of them. The Punisher would clear it out. So, I, you know, that's that's my barometer after monologuing about how it's like a movie. Now we're like, yeah, it's kind of like a comic book, too. So. <laughs> dude, it would, it's, it's, it's totally like a comic book. It's like a crisis on infinite Earth, but it's here. 
Yeah. You got all these people from different planets come. It's it, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know they wanted America to be the melting pot. I don't think they envisioned it to be this violent, but it was founded on violence. I mean, I don't think the the the, the Native Americans. How do you think everybody got either. everything? Yeah, exactly. You don't give it to me, I'll take it. Yeah, I was talking about the reparations and everything earlier in the broadcast and how this was built on slavery. Like, let's not oh, forget dude, heard about our, that. Let's not forget our First Nations, you know, because that's a fucked up situation. Uh, Mike Templeton on Facebook says, I know speaking of, uh, sure it'd be nice if cops idolized Captain America instead of the Punisher. Yeah, can't agree with you more. Like, what happened to the good old red, white, and blue? Uh, talking about, you know, Superman, the American way, truth, justice, and the American way. Uh, Kate Eglin says... Let me bring a little side okay. note. Okay, we'll bring about, that comment up later. Uh, you're talking about why can't more people be you know, like Superman for, for the cops, but what was Batman's biggest fear? Superman having too much power, and what if he decides to let go of that power and not do the right thing or listen to anybody else? Uh, a morally corrupted Superman? That's I mean, that's Lex Luthor's well, fear. No, 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 no. But, but, yeah. but that's like Batman's biggest fear. You know, that's what Batman's always on trying to get one step ahead of Superman because Superman has all this power. But what if one day he decides to, you know, misuse that power or do or just his snaps his fires and he does the wrong thing that he wants to do? You know? Like in the Injustice video game. I've never. I don't well, it's basically, like, it's, basically, nerds. it's basically like it starts off. Well, you know, they had to figure out how to like the DC characters fight each other. And. Like the Joker kills Lois and and like Superman snaps and just starts fighting all everybody and they had to take Superman down and they start fighting amongst themselves. But what I was gonna mention was when Batman fucked up the Tower of Babel storyline, I think it was called the Tower of Babel storyline, where the bad guys hacked the bat computer in the basement and found out Ooh. that Yeah, they found out that Batman had files on all the Justice League and had to take them out if they needed to. So they used them. And so they found out like kryptonite is Superman. Who wrote this line? Like, I was just saying that because it's a, a cop I is like say, a Superman who has too much. I want to say Mark Wade, or I want to say I love was, Mark Wade. I want to say it was Grant Morrison or Mark Wade, but uh, I should have Mark Wade on the show. And it, it, seem, it seems like something more Grant Morrison would do because it's yeah. a little more fucked up. Mark Wade's a little more, except for Kingdom, you know, come. But Kingdom yeah, they, come they, was one of the they, first times I cried during a comic book. What made you cry about that one? When uh. Everybody thinks that what? Yeah, it was amazing. Like beyond. No, it's beautiful. Uh, besides the, the art, which is just breathtaking the whole time. Alex Ross is just incredible. But the fact I, I still it still chokes me up every time when you get that feeling that the, you've been abandoned. Everything's going to shit, and you think that the one person who can fix it all has abandoned you, and he <laughs> has for a long period of time after the whole Kansas thing, and then all of a sudden in a flash he's there, and he's up there, and he's got. He's got the two criminals in his hand and he's old, old Superman is right up there with his gray. And you thought he left you, you know, yeah. you, you've given up all hope. Everything's going to chaos in town. And then just all of a sudden it, it I don't know. It, for some reason it got me like just, you know, Superman's always watching. I, I it's, I, it's been a long time since I read kingdom come, but for some reason it, I remember I, it, every time I read it, it's still like, just like, Oh, Fucking Superman, still, you know, always. Yeah, He's you can always count on him, even though even though Batman makes you, he plants the seed of of doubt that you know, what if, you know, like su Superman, Red Sun, or whatever, whatever, what what if he was yeah, that was the wrong side or whatever. What if he went you know? to Russia? Yeah, but but what if he just decided to change his mind and be bad one day, or he didn't want to do the right thing one day, or whatever, or he had was affected by red kryptonite, or anything. You know, right. and just, but just seeing that, it's just, it, it reassures you when you, 
like when you watch 52, when you read 52 or, or the, or kingdom come, which is he's absent, absent. All of a sudden you see, like, he hasn't forgotten about us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. He's back. Superman is like, like my number two behind Spider-Man because of that moral code. And I think that like, you, yeah. you, have, you have to choose heroes based on would they be heroes without their powers and Clark absolutely what, do, what are their moral what are their what's their what's their moral standing yeah but they all had to deal with some major loss you know what i mean and yeah and, and batman to me just didn't did never really pass the litmus test because yes what happened to him was tragic but the resources that he had at his disposal were huge and then you got Every, superman yeah. who lost his planet and could literally turn us all into food if he decided that's to that's the thing at the drop he decides not to that's the thing I think that's what Batman has is, is, you know, it's like no one should be, have that much power without control. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but we, we still put our, our trust in Superman and, and, you know, and he still continues to yeah. know, earn it and be, and deserve it. Because he knows that his best power is to inspire us and have us like, like lead yes. ourselves. Uh, Daniel Camposano said justice league tower babble. It is Mark Wade. Thank you oh, for okay. that fact check there. I should reach out. I, you know, I've talked to Mark As we're talking about briefly, Kong, you know, I should get him on there. And then Richter says Kingdom Come is the best Superman versus Cable comic. And I think what I love about the Kingdom Come comic is that it is basically like a jab at image at the same time. It's like, what if what if the DC stalwart heroes that we loved, like the classic heroes that were like morally good, had retired? And then like the image comics characters had all taken over. That's why Magog and all those characters have like giant, bo- giant like body armor things. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they have like football pads and things. Because that's they all what look it looked like. like. Rob drew, drew him. You know what? Rob is a good dude, and uh, whatever you think of his writing and art, and uh, I, I did try reading through Profit. The I didn't other say night. it's bad. No, I'm just saying <laughs> it's bigger. It, you know, bigger. It's a Hands choice. Are bigger. Um, okay. Uh, music wise, Kate Eglin says this is so exciting. Rump Shaker was passed around uh, our marching band travel bus when we went to competition. I remember stealing it from my brother, which then led to a lifetime love of ska. Which Aww. is nice, yeah. Um, Thank did you, you. Did you listen to the first Krista makes makes a podcast episode that had John Feldman from Goldfinger on it? I, I well, actually spoke to Chris. She's like two. No, it was last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything it's all the same day. Uh, I, yeah. I spoke to him on the phone last week before it aired. Um, so I haven't. I've been busy. I haven't got a chance. Did it air yesterday? Uh, yeah, it, it's up now. You should subscribe to it. Okay, it's not, no, it's not, a, geek, it's not a Geekscape podcast. I'd love for it to be. No, Geekscape no, I podcast. talked about what it's about. It's awesome. Dude, I totally want to hear it. If you're a Scott fan, the revelations about that first Goldfinger album and all that, it's just awesome. And then it's just, it's a great show. And it's what I, you know, I listened to it and then I was like, am I just going to talk movies and comics? Because like, obviously we had a pretty rough weekend here in Southern California and anywhere in the country. And I was like, what are we doing? Uh, And Matt Kelly kind of talked me off the ledge. But, uh, you know, here we go. I think it's good that you're talking about all this stuff. No, I mean, you, if you want to talk about all the politics and everything, you know, go on Facebook or go go on sure. anywhere else in the entire world. Let us, you give an outlet to escape for us people that want <laughs> to talk about the things that we're too, we feel like we're too selfish, right. that we, we shouldn't talk about, you know? Right. Like, I, I shouldn't like the things I like right now because there's so much going on, but... You know, but when no one's looking, I'm still going to read my comic books. I'm still going to like the things I like. And it's okay. And, dude, comics came back to stores. My comic book store opened last week. Dude, Diamond is back, right? That's what I heard. Diamond is back. Not only that, my my comic book store opened last week. They're only letting four people in at a time. But I went in. I got my books. They're they're distributing books. And I picked up a couple Marvels. I picked up a couple Indies. 
Uh, but sadly, um, Big App, uh, uh, Golden Apple in Hollywood was part of the the, the looting on Saturday and oh. got totally smashed up. I hear Heidi Ho Comics in Santa Monica was left unscathed, but like, damn, people are smashing up comic book stores after comics. I mean, don't you think that writers are like, oh, I would, because I heard that they're doing it on Rodeo Drive. They're people, they're they're going and getting like Gucci bags and stuff. Imagine them walking up like, oh, I could totally get Savage Dragon number five right now. I'm going to get that classic Kirby Fantastic Four Volume 3 edition hardback. I just saw, uh, so you somebody, somebody, somebody running down the street with like a freaking Hellboy statue and just being like, yay. I mean, I got Youngblood number five second printing. Do you remember when the dude, uh, there's a comic book uh, store in Venice. And it used to be on Lincoln. And I remember on the news, a customer came in and they had to have been a customer because they knew exactly where the goods were. And the goods are the statues. The goods are like those really totally nice you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's the highest price stuff in the store. It's like and, you go through all these like, oh, there's number ones, number ones. But all of a sudden this statue is $230. Like, Dude came really? in dressed like Spider-Man. It's a bone. <laughs> Dude came in dressed like Spider-Man and just like smashed and grabbed their, all their statues out of the place and just ran for it. And I was like, that wasn't Spider-Man. Spider-Man wouldn't have done that. <laughs> what if he, what if he did and said, tell everyone what you saw here. <laughs> tell everyone. He should have been wearing like a two-faced mask and like flip the coin. And if the coin comes up, not like the unscarred side, he just leaves. But then the scarred side, he just smashes and takes the, the things and runs away. And I don't know. Riddle and I don't take <laughs> right. <you. laughs> um, what have you been up to, dude? I love that you guys did a no high fives version of high oh, fives for all the guys' videos. Of course, oh, I saw it. I'm you. a fan of yours. Remember, I wanted to do a high fives video with you guys like 15 years ago, where it was you guys just playing basketball. Oh, do you remember really that? Video? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was after we did the. It was after they did the video for "Come Back Home." Yeah, is that is that the name of the song where I had you my? Know what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely remember you you talking about that. Because remember, I, I did it right want, after. No, 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 no. You want? I you did it right after Reggie the little kids. I did it right after Reggie the effect. The Reggie the full effect video I did was called "Please Come Home," and then you guys had a video called "Please Come Home," and I don't, I don't remember, but I know I put my dogs in your video, and I pitched you, did. you guys on Nacho one. And, uh... It was che Hank and Cheese, and. And I remember. I, I, so let me stop. I, I remember the plot was us against a bunch of little kids playing basketball, and you guys were high, you guys were high fiving and stuff. But I but but I don't actually think it was you guys when, uh, versus a bunch of little kids because I ran it past my producer and he's like he's like Jonathan, we can't have little kids doing this. So it was going to have you guys in basically a prison basketball <laughs> game <laughs> against. Oh, we would like, get destroyed. <laughs> Huge guy. No, no, no. You guys, you guys rally and you, oh, win, we it, we good. And you win it on a three. Yes. Hence all the high fives. Oh, God. I so, love team. We're so good. We just beat the prison guys. Longest yard. Just, just, we did it. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing the band? How's the band doing? How are you doing? You know, it's, I'm good. You know, it's the, the summer. It's, it really sucks because you know how bad it is for artists. You know, the summer's a wash. Um, you guys are usually touring, or at least trying to pick up shows, or doing Disney. You guys are uh, a you can't even play with Disney. No, those got canceled, and then we were we had some stuff with knots. Everything's you know it could all come back. It it, it changes week to week with big theme parks. You know they don't know when they're going to open. 
and I'm sure their entertainment is the last one to get notified. Um, and <clears throat> we had flyouts and stuff booked, but it sucks. But it's it is what it is. You, know, yeah. you can't be angry about it. You can just be sad. I've I've been lucky enough to. <clears throat> I mean, we all miss that money, and you know, we may have been doing new music. Um, <clears throat> hey, whoa! I just coughed. Sorry. Yeah, but you coughed yeah. into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Fuck. There's, like, <laughs> there's like blood coming out of my ears. Um, no, you guys, mean, so you guys are working on you guys working, working on, on new music. We're, we're you know we're 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 not done being a band. So you know there's there's stuff on the horizon. Can't tell you what or whatever because you know who knows when I could see them again. I had my birthday two weeks ago and my my band a couple of my bandmates they drove up in front of my house with balloons waving and everything. Mm -hmm. I got a parade in front of my house. Um, but uh. You know, so I'm doing I'm doing construction right now. You gotta I got a two year old, so you gotta pay the bills. So I'm I don't know what everyone else is doing, but I'm I was lucky enough to do construction. I, I my old man brought me up doing it, and so that's something I could always do. Uh, and you're looking yoked as hell now, like you're like sporting. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, dude, totally. This is what <laughs> this is what yoked. This is what tall and skinny and yoked looks like. <laughs> don't make it. Don't don't. You know, I'm strong. I may look tall and skinny, but I'm actually strong. Um, um, it's all the hay bales and things that you train with. Like I'm imagining like a Rocky Ford training montage. No, no, no. You're, it's monster you're doing wheels. Like, monster okay. training wheels. You're flipping wheels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Flipping wheels. Um, so you guys have new music. Would you guys think about mm -hmm. maybe doing a music video when that stuff comes out of like, you guys maybe playing basketball or something? I only have three ideas. I have three ideas. If you, Are you if, pitching it to me in front of a festival crowd? If you I have to say yes now. If yeah, if, you don't, wanna, we if you don't say to yes, I'm going to march right across the street because I know Les and Jake has an album coming out, and I'm going to oh, pitch it to them. Oh, you fucking dick! Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I think we're going to need as many videos as possible. Right. And at this point, we yes, we will always need videos, and we're, we're looking to do videos. I can't tell you what we're doing because. Okay. If it never comes to fruition, then I just spilled my beans and but right. but nevertheless, we're still we're still doing stuff and <clears throat> I'm still we're still working on booking the future. And then once we're able to actually see each other in person, we can talk about future recording. But that, that is in the future. I can Did definitely it? tell you that recording is in the future. Didn't one of your guys move to Japan? Yeah, our trombone player. Yeah, yeah I, any place for real big fish, any I place just, for us. I saw him play for Real Big Fish this summer when they were playing with yeah. Bowling for Soup. That's how I was like, what's up? And he's like, I'm moving to Japan. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, you know, social distancing. You got he has the a kid now, too. That's well, yeah, he's, he's ahead of the curve. Oh, I, we can I, only be six feet. What about 6,000, 700,000, whatever, how many miles Japan? How many miles <laughs> is Japan? I, mean, I don't know. There's all kids in between. Is Michael, please respond. How many miles to uh, Japan? No, no, it's just and, a like. I love how Knight Rider was like, it would be so fucking cool if you could talk to the car and the car could find stuff out for you and like do all that stuff. First off, all the cars have it now. And now all your homes have it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just say like, now, Alexa, you know I mean. Now, yeah, now now we get like a, a robotic like Australian girl. Oh, now we get like a robotic Australian girl giving us the answers. Before it would be like, it'd be the, the teacher from Boy Meets World telling us. Remember right. that? Mr. Feeney was the, the voice of Knight Rider. I don't know that. Okay, Alexa, go away. Tell her to be quiet. This is my time. <laughs> I'm just going to use a word from now on. Um, 
How are you passing the time? Are you, doing, like, are you doing like wait, the wait, Netflix wait, wait. I, I, thing? I, 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 I want to ask you because like we're jumping into Farscape and I'm, I'm making Heidi watch all of Farscape from like episode one. And we're in the middle of season two. And towards the end of season two. The, was the voice of Knight Rider, wasn't it Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World? Oh, I'm not going to know that kind of stuff. What do you think? I'm the guy from Geekscape? I don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> oh, I thought my, you were. Sure, wrong yeah. number. You know Miami Vice was my show, and I was too old to watch Boy Meets World. You know what? Miami Vice, I love Miami Vice, but Nash Bridges was my Don Johnson show. That was my, oh, every day after school. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I'm watching Farscape. I love Farscape. And uh, because you told me that you want to be on this, I started watching it again. I mm-hmm. love Farscape. That first season and has I love- some of the cringy, has some episodes that are a little rough. Like, they're still kind of finding the voice. But if you and make it's still. If you make it to Nerve, which is like a two-parter in the first season, I think you're in it. There's a couple episodes in season two that are kind of weird, but the show is so strange and so weird. You have a bunch of these prisoners who hate each other running through bad, running from bad guys in a in a, a, a ship together, a, levi- a living ship, a, a living ship, and it kind of reminds you of what. Uh, Abnett and Lanning did later on with Guardians of the Galaxy when they introduced that for Marvel, which led to the character cast that we had in the movie. But yeah, you're right. A bunch of prisoners, you're right. There's a lot of Farscape in Guardians of the Galaxy as we know it, you know what I mean? Which is not the original iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like that was the classic Guardians of the Galaxy. But you're right, dude. There's so much Guardians of the Galaxy and Farscape and rewatching, right? Rigel would, but would would Rigel be like the the raccoon? I think I feel like. You have Zan, who's a, pl- a living plant, and she has Groot elements to it, right? But she was only there. She was only there for like two, one or two seasons. You have and then Dar- the guy, the- Dargo. Sorry. So you've got Dargo, who's like Dargo. the big warrior, the who's like in, who's and he's, who's and he's, also, and he's he's very literal. So he's a lot like Drax, yeah. right? And there's a bit of and like he's very like Teal from Stargate, right? And there's a little bit of Gamora and uh, Shiana. And then, oh, but really in Drax as well, like he are in uh and in um and a couple different characters, but yeah, you've got the warrior characters, and, uh, and, then, and then, you, then you've got the human who's like stuck in it, who's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is all weird. There's I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And so my like we, we can do a whole episode talking about how Farscape and Guardians of the Galaxy oh, we just know Farscape came well, first. But it's not even just that, iteration. it's also there's a, there's like a there's a formula that goes for all these sci-fi shows because if you think of um you got Stargate uh not Babylon 5, which is my other oh, Babylon 5 the, the ones that have <clears throat> that have like the, the the token guy leader uh-huh the, the sidekick woman who who ends up becoming a love interest sure the little snarky sidekick guy who's from another planet that has the little weird quips that somehow is very important on another planet yeah and then you got the, the big warrior guy who is very literal, very serious. Yes. From a different planet and has, yeah. So there's yeah, like a formula, but then, yeah. Yeah, Gamora would basically and, be Claudia Black's character from Farscape. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was actually trying to explain Claudia back to my dad. Like, who's this girl? I was, because I'm, I'm getting my dad to watch Farscape. I, uh-huh. I told him it was a Henson show. He's like, oh, okay, what's that? What's that? What's who's she? I said, well, that actually, that's Claudia Black. She actually played does voiceovers on a lot of DC stuff. But I digress. She actually I said I was trying to explain how on the hundredth episode of Stargate, because uh, Ben Browder and Claudia Black went they from, up on Stargate. Yeah. Farscape ended. They they, they ended, Farscape ended. They went on Stargate, and on the hundredth episode of Stargate, they did a Farscape flashback where Teal dressed up as Dargo, 
I've not seen that. I, that sounds amazing. What? I haven't yeah, seen and, that. Uh, God, I forgot. I forgot who dressed up as Chiana. Um, but yeah, they they because they went through all these like they went through all these wormholes, and all of a sudden, uh, like the the 100th episode of Stargate was kind of like a jokey episode. So they went back. They all ended up dressing up as the Farscape characters, and they ended up in a Farscape episode. That's a, what's amazing about that is that I missed it because when Farscape was canceled because Stargate was doing better. And Farscape was also shot in Australia. It's very expensive. It was an. Oh, well, Farscape, Farscape was a very. Farscape was first. Stargate wasn't Australia. Stargate was Canada. Right. Stargate was in Vancouver. It was a cheaper show. It had a bigger fan base. Yeah. Farscape was like the older show. It was more expensive. It had all the Muppets. And when they when Farscape started getting canceled, and they did give it that movie there at the end, the Peacekeeper Wars, I was so butthurt that I was like, well, I'm not watching Stargate. <laughs> and, and then Stargate had like seven iterations that I was also like, I'm still not watching Stargate. And I'm not even going to go back and watch the Kurt Russell movie. I don't, I'm not you know a what? Stargate guy. But uh, so funny that you I, think I missed a lot of cool stuff then. The joke's on me. When I, when I, when I was watching Stargate, I saw Farscape. And it, it, that's the kind of way it was on like channel 13 at like two in the morning. Right. And you'd flip through it. It's like I'm a sci-fi fan. I should probably watch this, but I only watch Stargate. I don't want to watch this. And oh, I so you were like the counter Jonathan one and Atlantis. Yeah, and then and then I was like, well, shoot, there's nothing left to watch. I guess I'll give Farscape. It's kind of hokey. And then I got into it. And at, at that time, uh, they, they didn't have like the little DVD box sets. The DVD right. set looked like this, and every yeah, was case huge. was like this big, unnecessary, and it was expensive. So it's like that sounds like a lot of work. And eventually, I, I bought all the big discs. And now I love it. I've got the Blu-ray set and I've got the DVD set. And then this stuff is all on Amazon Prime anyway. So It is. everything. I, we spent all our time collecting all these seasons so we can have the collection and look at it. Yeah. And now we won't get rid of them because we want to look at it. But we'll, we'll watch I'm, them on our streaming. You but know, I need to look at it too. Did so you I know get into this habit? During the, the, the quarantine, did you get during the into this habit where you were like finding stuff online that you didn't need and you just started ordering it? Like I was like looking at like Rigel toys, and I was like, "Yeah, I could use a Rigel toy." And oh, I don't no, care. No, I didn't do that. I don't I care. If do that. I don't care if it's going for fifty bucks on eBay. I want a Rigel toy. And it's a and it 20, shows up. It's, my, like, uh, it's like the size of my thumb, but I paid fifty dollars for it. I'll give you seventy dollars for it. <laughs> <laughs> do you really have a Rigel toy? Don't you mess with me? <laughs> um, so yeah. we're gonna have to outbid each other uh, for it. The Aquabats used to uh, share our warehouse with us, and they had all their like. I remember. Stuff in there. I, but before that, they were. When I had like, Twitch on the show, that's when I discovered that you guys shared a, a rehearsal space. When you what? I had Christian on the show, and I had to drive to Santa oh, Ana no, 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 no. on the show, and I. It, you, that's when I was like, I was like, wait, this is Suburban Legends practice space. You guys are thieves. No kidding. Wait, you just you just cringe like. Oh, these are. <laughs> wait, this still smells like Brian Clem in the boys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, so you guys have your yoga at the money? Why, why are you guys still here? <laughs> why would you share with these slums? Um, their warehouse originally was like a couple doors down from ours, mm-hmm. and they were practicing one day. And I went over and said hi to Christian, and I think Crash and Ricky were there, maybe Ian. Okay. And I go in there, I was just saying hi. And then I was talking to Christian and go, yeah, we did this with the Hensons. And I look, we were, they were, I guess they did some work with the Hensons to get their puppets and everything made. And I saw uh, a big, like little plaque of pilot. 
Yeah. From, from Farscape. Farscape. You know, yeah. Pirate. yeah. And I, I pointed to him like, oh my God, that's Pilot. And Christian said, you know who that is? And I said, I'm a big Farscape fan, of course. And he, and he pulled it down. And he goes, okay, I have to tell you, there's only a couple of these made. And I've been saving this for a very long time. And I told myself, if I ever get rid of it, I'm going to give it to somebody who is truly a fan. And you're truly a fan. I said, oh, my God, I love this show. Are you kidding me? And then he goes, I want you to have this. <gasps> and hence the studio gave it to him. I don't even know if I should be telling this story. Yeah, because it makes me hate you. Because you have an I don't know. know what happened to it. It's be oh, do not story. say that. <laughs> Brian Clem, do not story. say that you lost it. You better swear to I God. It. No, it's in my better. storage somewhere. It's okay. in my storage. Oh, my God, no. Where is your storage located? Because I can help you with clearing it and things like that for a very phenomenal oh, okay. fee type of a right pilot. <laughs> it's at 1234 Fake Street. <laughs> Don't you tell me that you have this thing and you lost it. No, and it's it's, it's awesome. And there's he said there's only like two made. And it's a big bust of pilot. And it's it's awesome. How dare you, sir? How dare I, you, sir? I think you told me that story previously. Why don't you notice my Why don't you notice my Lobo shirt? Let me see. Let me see what you got. You have a Lobo shirt that is based on the Frank Miller Wolverine shirt. That's very and smart. Frank Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. It's Chris and Claremont Frank and Frank Miller. Yeah, Chris Claremont yeah. wrote it, and Frank Miller drew it, and that's the the cover of that Wolverine. I, I remember having that because I have a. I have this giant framed Wolverine thing of this picture on my in my man cave. I have yeah. a man cave in my garage because I obviously when you're a grown man of 24, <laughs> you, uh, you have to keep all your stuff in the garage. Right. And so, uh, oh, my dad's coming. Okay. He's 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 42. He'll he'll say hi in a second. Um, okay. uh, and so I saw this online. I'm like, oh my god. That, uh, it's a Lobo shirt, like Wolverine. I have to get it. Isn't that funny? Now that I got it, no one knows what it is. Wait, for real? People Except don't you. know the Lobo shirt? No. Who, do, who is it that you're hanging out with, Brian, that doesn't know the <clears throat> references? I'm worried about you. I'm worried about your social circle. <clears throat> well, I, I hang out with a two-year-old and my, my lady, and so none of them know who Lobo, and Lobo is my favorite comic character. Did you marry right? What's happening? Like, is everything going okay with you and the lady? Like, like, well, are you too geek for her? I see that you're like. I can only. With I your can dad only leave it in the point. bathroom. I can only leave novels and stuff in the bathroom for so long before no one picks it up and mm -hmm. and cares. I mean, uh, I have a two-year-old, but I can I can tell them about Lobo. I actually bought the oh, okay, so. It's hard to find Lobo toys, and I've yeah. been Lobo. The reason why I started collecting thirty something years ago is because of Lobo. Really, In third grade is when I started. Yeah, wow. one hundred thousand percent. He's very violent. <laughs> and, uh, He's very violent. I, and you're I know. My old like, man's here. My yeah, and you're like, go into like, this. Hey, Dad, do you remember when I used to get Lobo? No, no, don't. And then, if you're gonna remove, if you're gonna, to, Brian, if you're gonna remove something, from, don't remove the one with the microphone. <laughs> remove okay. that one. okay do you remember <laughs> when i used to get lobo comics and you guys would take them from me because they had parental advisories he smiled and turned okay yeah he he this, this. Um, not that, that only made you worse what like taking like censoring kids from that stuff only makes them want it more you know what i mean oh uh, yeah and this is like, before the like, internet and so, so if, i, I, I would get them and i'd hide them if he hadn't taken your Lobo comics from him, you would have been like, yeah, Lobo's cool. But he actually made him your favorite character because he denied him from, you know what I mean? At that age, when you get a parental advisory CD, it makes you want it even more. You don't care about the content. You Do don't you care remember what a good artist. Was? Do you remember what that first parental advisory CD was? 
Was it like of mine? Yeah, 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 it was two live crew. Was that, no, was <laughs> too short or two live crew? Okay, I think it was two live crew and then too short. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about the Lobo story. So he. Oh. You, I mean, I thought you were oh, going to yeah, go so into your to, love okay. for the character. Oh, no, yeah. so, so, um, it's so hard to find Lobo toys anywhere. And if you do, they're really, really expensive because yeah. they don't make a lot of them because obviously he's not a popular character. And so I, I, I eventually, it's so, okay. So what is the, the DC for like toddlers, not toddlers, but like maybe, maybe four like or five. Maybe like one of those what, what, animated things, right? Like there's like a, the, you, you know, know the, they have like, they have for Joker and stuff and yeah. like you could buy them in Target or whatever. I found one online of Lobo. Right, I remember that toy. It was from a DC animated universe. I, I just bought it, and I bought it. It was like fifteen bucks, and it's it, it comes with this motorcycle and a dolphin and a dog. That's you know so he's weird. A dolphin family. Yeah, yeah, it's not so weird. It's so cool. And he's got the bulldog and everything with him. Of course, and the dogs. It's, there's it's got a big wheel. His back real wheel, and then the dog sits in that. And Brian, you know that like Hollywood got really close, and it was like ended by the strike. This is about. 15, I would say that this is mid 2000s that when they, when they were talking about George Miller doing a Justice League or they were talking about uh, who was who was going to do the Batman versus Superman movie originally. It was like this was after the Nicolas Cage Superman fell apart. They were gonna, <laughs> that's that's yeah. way before that. Yeah, this is that. this is after this is like early 2000s, mid 2000s. George Miller was going to do Justice League, and that didn't happen because of the writer's strike. But at the same time, there was going to be a Lobo versus Superman movie that had a script, and that never. And you know, happened. the thing is that actually ha- yeah. that actually happened in the comics. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were going to make a, a long, pretty long time ago movie about Lobo it. Beat up Superman, and I remember fans being like, "No, you wouldn't bring back Superman by having him in a Lobo versus Superman movie. That's not the way to do it." But ultimately, oh, so looking back, you're like, "Yeah, I would have loved that movie." Like. You know, it, it would have been, been so years good. ago. We would have already retconned the freaking thing cinematically. And it would have been cool yeah. to just remember a Superman versus Lobo movie or a Jack Black Green Lantern movie that was going to happen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. What? Jack Black and Green Lantern? Yeah. the um, Way before the Ryan Reynolds movie, they were going to make a Green Lantern movie with Jack Black as Green Lantern. <laughs> and it sounds like it's amazing. I don't think that he was going to play the Green Lantern. We know, right? But. It was basically going to be. Was he going to play Kilowog or? No, no. He, it was just going to be a Jack Black comedy where he gets the Green Lantern ring, and oh, that would be funny. And, and I forget who the director, who's the director that did um, like the Get Smart movie and uh, came out of like the Chris Farley comedies and stuff like that. But a pretty big comedy director, and uh, yeah. and he was going to do this movie with Jack Black as Green Lantern, and you would that would be awesome. That would have been so much fun. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but just to refresh, it's basically Jack Black abusing the power of the uh, of the the Green Lantern ring, and as Mike Templeton in the Templeton in the the oh, in, he's gonna be Guy Gardner. No, he oh, oh, well, Jack, Jack Black. Jack Black no, Mike Templeton just said as Guy Gardner. Jack Black as Guy Gardner. I don't. I ha- the script you didn't have that bowl cut. Yeah, the, the the script did not have Jack Black as one of the guy, the the Green Lanterns that we know. But all I know is at the end of the movie, the whole set piece was that an asteroid is like headed towards Earth, and Jack Black is like, "Okay, cool, I'm just going to move the Earth." So like his big thing is he's going to go into space, use the Green Lantern ring to grab the Earth and move it, and all the oh. science and all the science because he's like the asteroid's moving too fast; it'll be too hard to catch the asteroid. I'm just going to move the Earth, 
and all the scientists were like, don't do it. You're going to destroy like our ice caps and you're going to like destroy our or our orbit and our magnetic field and our atmosphere. And we're all going to die. And like, so, but he does it anyway. And like, I got this. Yeah, he's got it. And then suddenly there's like volcanoes erupting in the middle of cities and people are falling into the ocean and the city, you know, the whole planet falls apart. And he's like, oh my God, I just killed everyone on earth. So he makes a Green Lantern construct of Superman to go backwards around the Earth like in Superman 1 and reset That's smart! That's brilliant! Well, yeah, as long as you're just crapping on continuity of an actual DC universe. Well, of course! That's a fully what-if So he, Yeah, it's like a weird what-if cinematic thing. That's great! He he resets the Earth back to where everybody's fine and everything's good, and then he becomes the hero he's supposed to be, and he goes into space and he catches the asteroid and he deflects the asteroid from hitting the earth and everyone praises him as a hero. Now is that, is that, is that, now is that booster gold? Is that booster gold cheating? Or no, he created the problem that he's fixing. He created the problem that he's fixing. So like the last scene of the movie was Jack Black kicking back by his poolside and all these green lantern constructs of Superman, like cutting his hedges and like bringing him lemonade and like cleaning his pool. Oh, that's stuff. good. Yeah, it was a cool comedy idea. And at the time, of course, you just wanted like a Hal Jordan Green Lantern and you wanted like a Green Lantern DC universe and all that. And you were yeah. like, oh, no, I want the real one. And then we got the real one and we, it wasn't really the real one. And we were just like, ah. But as Richto says, it would have made a damn good. Yeah, but the one we got wasn't the one we needed. <laughs> I think what's weird with the Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi. I was entertained. one is. Yeah, I was entertained by this Green Lantern movie, and there were parts of the movie I really like. Like, I love Oa. I love all that stuff. I love. Yeah. I love Kilowog. Um, I love uh, who who played um, who's the bad guy in that? Who's not Sinestro? No. Um, yeah, Sinestro was fucking awesome. Yeah. But ultimately, like the whole thing is his willpower. But it seemed like Hal Jordan in that movie didn't have any. Like his main problem was doubt. And Hal Jordan doesn't have had doubt. Hal Jordan is headstrong. He's not supposed to. He's not yeah, supposed to. That's the whole premise. Of, that's his whole problem is that he doesn't have. Because if he had doubt, it would fuck up everything he's trying to do with his ring. Right. So he he would they wouldn't have given him the damn ring. The like Hal yeah. Jordan doesn't get the ring if he has doubt. He has to be headstrong to the point of blindness. He has to be completely just full of himself. To which it has I to could, be second nature to think and, the way he thinks. Yeah, which is a mistake, right? And like that's the training, and that's like why he has to learn to build constructs. And actually, I don't know, think about other people and all this stuff, which they hinted at a little bit, like when he goes to like his nephew's birthday party and stuff like that. There were parts that I thought were really good. All the pieces were there to make a good Green Lantern movie. It was just that script just didn't Yeah, you know, work. I was really excited too because Ryan Reynolds is good in everything he does. And he's right. ridiculously handsome. Mm-hmm. But the Green Lantern movie that- well, yeah, we I, we all see a lot of ourselves in him, <laughs> right? Sure, <laughs> especially when he's all burned up like Deadpool. I was like, yeah, now he looks like me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You look more like him from uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Not Can't Hardly Wait. While we're talking about while we're talking about our shirts, what do you think of my Elf Quest shirt? I can't. Oh, dude, I used to read <laughs> Elf Quest. I didn't I even see that because I, it, it's like me saying, like, "Hey, do you like my Lobo shirt?" <laughs> and all I can see is your collar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude i love I, I grew up on elf quest yeah so um we got these movies coming out and it sounds like hollywood is reopening theaters and starting in late july and august because 
Christopher Nolan will not be denied his IMAX <laughs> openings, right? And, and he's got this. Imagine that, like, I will not yeah, be free on He will not be denied. Um, so he's got this movie, Tenet, coming out that I don't want to know a lot about because I just want to go watch it because Christopher Nolan makes these awesome IMAX movies. And at least visually, they're fucking amazing. Um, and you just got to be bowled over by them, and, and that's cool. So uh, we then have Wonder Woman still kind of holding steady for August. So, like, I keep getting pushed back. Well, it's done, isn't it? No, yeah, it's done. But like, we got the Black Widow movie in November. But I read that we're still going to get that Wonder Woman by the end of the summer. We're still going to get Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure, like the third. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait. So the let's just talk dog. about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because you're is it, a is, it, is it done? Yes. Is it done? Yes. These movies are done. Oh, imagine being on set and watching Keanu get back into that character that he's been his entire life. Or Alex Summers, like both of them get the credit. Like they both had to reimagine those characters and re-inhabit those characters. But the cool thing about that guy is he's been off the grid for so long because Alex Winters. No, Alex Winters has been directing. He's been making documentaries okay, but, and all But he's stuff. made a lot of money doing it, hasn't he? He's been done really well. Alex Winters is a pretty awesome documentary filmmaker. He's been he's, I heard been, he's done he's really well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He did, he's he did a movie on Napster that kind of started his documentary directing career, and it was all about Napster and that whole deal. That was pretty awesome, and uh, and he's done some really respected documentaries. And then now he's doing now he's now he's back in acting in, uh, in the third Bill and Ted movie, and I'm excited about it, man. God, I'm so excited about that. But you were what a, a great. Kid. But like you love all the hair metal stuff. You love all the Wild Stallion style stuff. Like to love you, it. like like watching Bill and Ted. Like was that like your favorite movie growing up? Because it kind I of like it kind movie. of was your level of ridiculousness, you, like the same kind of movie. It music. is. It is. I love it, but it wasn't my favorite movie growing up. What was your favorite movie? Splash. I don't want to tell you because <laughs> no, I love Splash. Hey, Bill Magnolia. You know everybody loves Splash. No, by, I grew up in a house full of women, so but I watched it plenty of times. But no, Mystic Pizza. I, if I tell you, you're gonna what? It's a Mystic no. Pizza. <laughs> no, but keep going, keep going. I want to hear what you think. I want to know what you no. uh, envision for me. In terms of endearment, uh, I want to know what you think of me. No, I'm good. Uh, what was your favorite movie growing up? Okay, you won't judge. I still no. love it to this day. No. A house Party One. Okay. Okay. See I can that see that. Cold face. I can see that. It's been my. Fa- it's been my favorite. Planet of the Apes used to be my favorite movie. Sure. And then, then the then the Mark Wahlberg movie came out, and it was always House Party and Planet of the Apes. Oh, the they yeah, the Tim Burton then, one, pretty not good. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, if you watch it now, without any expectations, it's fine. No, the best thing like, about oh, it, it's okay. I would say the Rick Baker's makeup on that Giamatti. movie. Rick Baker's makeup on that Tim Burton Planet of the Apes is Oscar worthy. It's, it's phenomenal. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Script. Rom, rom, yeah. And Paul Giamatti was great in it too. Paul Giamatti was great in it. In, 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 in who was it? Eric Roth or Tim Roth? The dude for, uh, like amazing. Amazing as the bad guy. But still, House Party still holds my heart. It still does <laughs> to this day. I like, love, I love, I love, I love it. I probably saw Kidden plays House Party once. And I cannot well, recall. You're not doing anything, something, then, then you should do but, yourself a favor. Go dude, buy the trilogy. Go buy all twenty of them. They're like Land Before Time wait, movies. What? They keep coming out. Really? No, they're not Except, still making House Party movies. They made one about I don't know, like eight years ago, five years ago. What? With, I, I think Kid, kid, kid like, and Play were in it too. Yeah, but Kid and Play's kids, right? Like, well, I, and I, like I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. 
house party. How wait? If you love the first one, don't you want to see the depths to which it sunk? Like, don't you want to like? Wouldn't you attend the funeral? Nope. Like, come care. on, man. Don't care. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. You said you I'm like. A, I'm like house a party. I'm like a fan that says I'll only listen to their first album. Everything I after know. that. I'm I just know. kidding. I, I love. I own house party one, two, three. I love them. After that, number four, five, six, whatever. It's it's okay. I think there's only like five. Well, okay, okay, I can see that. It's, it's, but it's still a franchise. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. We about need, five years from now, they're gonna probably redo it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. If you will take this journey with me, my friend, who's been my friend for almost twenty, it. you've almost been you've been my friend for almost twenty years. Will yep. you take this journey with me if we can do a house party movie marathon? But it includes the not glorious house yes. party. Yes, we watch all of them. We gauntlet yes. the mother. We have yeah, like maybe yeah. 15, 20 minute breaks between each one. And we just got how many are there? There's like 20. We just gauntlet hardcore a weekend know. of house. They party breed movies. like rabbits. I'm sure there's a lot. And <laughs> again, if you want to go even more yes. deep cuts, remember the cartoon? I have Marvel. No, I, I, have, I, have, what? I have a, a, a frame. Oh, no, no, it gets good. I have, a, I, have a, I have a house party. Number one frame Marvel Stop. comics. How far do you want to go, man? They had a cartoon, <laughs> action figures. No, no. Yes, um, yes, yes. You brought it up. You said you want the marathon, dude. How much do you want? The no, no, no. Just the movies. We're just gonna do the movies. We're just gonna do the movies. I would, I would tap out so hard. This is what we'll do. We use the cartoons as the bathroom breaks. Do you want to get tattoos? No, I don't have a single tattoo. You're the tattoo guy. Have I know, you but it? we can get house party tattoos. That's how we get to solidify our friendship. That's how you do it. I don't even acknowledge that I've seen the series. Like the what the first movie, I think I saw it, but no, I'm not getting a house party tattoo. Will I get the haircut? Yeah, if it'll keep me from balding, I'll get the freaking kid like get haircut for sure, hundred percent. All right, that makes sense. Here's, here's, All right. Here's, I'll get the hair. But but also we have to do the uh, the the, the spinoff that they did. Oh god, it was uh, it was. Kid and Play did a spinoff. What? Are you talking? Yeah, they did a spinoff. Fuck me. I can't think of it because my synapses aren't firing. I'm going to give you two I've been kept out of school too long. I can't wait till school's back in session so I can go back. I mean, I'm still still a junior, but I mean, it's... (laughs) Kate Eglin says, live Geekscape tattoos. Absolutely not. Why not? You you can get a tattoo on Geekscape, but it's got to be my face. We have Geekscapists who've gotten tattoos, uh, we but it's the logo. So like, I'm all down for you getting the Geekscape logo tattooed. I'll just oh, that's say, so I, nice of you. Thank yeah, you. you, you I'll get a tattoo of no, just tattoo my corpse when I'm done. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that happening too. And I'll let you. Here's the, here's my promise. You can tattoo my corpse when I'm done, and you can make a wallet out of the leather. That's really morbid. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, what's your next question? I like this. I got my synapses yeah. firing. I'm, I'm, I'm did, we, did we have questions? I was just saying that we should do a, a, a kid and play like marathon. That's basically, that was the question. It was a suggestion. It was almost a demand or a threat. Uh, yeah, yeah, move on. Hold on. I've got to make my dad do an appearance. Right. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you? That's Wayne Clem. <laughs> Don't call me, sir. It's Wayne. Oh, he's Wayne. <laughs> Sir Wayne. Wait, can we do Sir Wayne? Sir Wayne. Um, Sir. That's Jonathan. I know. I heard that. 
Come back home. Get that Aaron and Aaron's yeah. in. Okay, that that he directed it. That guy right there. Yeah. When am I coming over for dinner? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> All right, we. I I left it there just just long enough. <laughs> Stare at each other for a second. And just no talking. Your no dad will be our, like, uh, next week. We're gonna have Brian's dad on the podcast. As the guest, we're gonna be talking all sorts of things. Like uh how many times did he drop how many times did he drop his son growing up? Oh dad, how many times did you drop me? How many times did I drop you yeah. growing up? Yeah, purposefully or, or, or not? That's a yeah. throw, yeah. sir. Yeah. Purposefully yeah. means a throw. Probably not more than twice. Okay, well, that makes sense. And how, yeah. But how high did he bounce? You know, he back in those days he was a little on the chubby side, so he bounced pretty good. <laughs> just put sweat in half. Used to eat good, right? Your first tattoo is just right, spalding because they made you a basketball. Um, my dad, my dad, my dad's going to go right now, so we're gonna go follow him and watch him change. No, 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 no don't, don't do that. Okay, don't do that, please. <laughs> Well, no, he, my, he, shut, dad shut me down too. I thought it'd be fine, but I guess, I, I guess you're just stuck don't, with me. So don't whatever. do anything to f with the internet. Just keep your iPad right there. Um, oh, why did it freeze when I did that? It just got a little silly. That's all it is. I, I, we angered it, Brian. I feel like you're getting uh, restless. So next week, see if we got it. We got it. We got to do. Well, I think I do too. It's just never been diagnosed. But let's be honest. Uh, he got it from me. Um, oh, you heard that, Dad? He heard that. I didn't even acknowledge it. For fuck's <laughs> sake, Geekscape has helped me. Um, so, Brian, next time we're yeah. doing Geekscape, we're going to do it in person. We're going to do it from the set of the new. What the hell is that sound? Dad, can you shut the door? Yeah, <laughs> he's got his hair dryer on. Dad, can you <laughs> shut the door? This is descending Wait, quickly. He doesn't have any hair, and he's hair drying. You're drying your beard. Oh my god. Okay, this is going south like our country right now. <laughs> this is a metaphor, Kings Gavis. There's people riding outside. There's people riding. Uh, <laughs> is this your bunker? Is that what you're doing here? Is this your bunker that you're hiding in? Um Well, it was originally our Y2K bunker. Um I think they're supposed to be under over there. They're supposed to be underground. Well, we're, we're, we're too if you have a, yeah, if you have a bunker above ground, it's pretty easy to spot. Uh, so it's called so, a house. Yeah. So, so Brian, um, we're gonna do the next Geekscape from the set of the music video for your new album. I'm excited about that one. Um, we're gonna have a kid and play house party marathon when this pandemic is over. Uh, pinky, do the. Uh huh. Pinky swear. Yeah, do the pinky. Right here. We're yeah, doing the pinky. You. We're doing the pinky. I don't know how. To, um, where's your pinky at? And then, like. Hopefully this uh, Super Action Man thing that you did the theme song for, you invented the theme song for. Hopefully that sees the yeah. light of day. I don't know. I'm working on it. Hopefully it sees the light of day, and you guys are gonna have a little cartoon theme song. That'd be fun. Trailer Park Living at its best. Trailer Park Living at its best. My dad had something. What'd you say, Dad? I said Trailer Park Living at its best. Oh, my dad said Trailer Park Living at its best. We're in a trailer, so <laughs> I know. we're working out here. Do you? You didn't ask me anything about comics, and I feel like I didn't give you enough information. I apologize. I think we're happy with your Geekscape service this time around. We talked some music. Okay, good. We talked comics. We talked comic movies. We talked sci-fi TV. We checked a lot of boxes on this one, Brian. I don't. I'm satisfied. Maybe I just. Satisfied. I have a lot of a. Uh, I have a lot of emptiness because no one wants to talk comic books or sci-fi with me. So it's a. It's a yearning. It's like, oh, cool. You want to talk about it? Can we do it for four hours? Because I have a lot to talk about. So I apologize, brother. You can call me anytime. You have my cell. 
You can call me anytime. I later? feel you can call me. You can what call. What are you me. doing later? I'm gonna eat some enchiladas <laughs> and I'm gonna talk to you on the phone. Um, it's so, so weird. I'm actually making enchiladas for him tonight. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna leave you to God. it. I'm gonna leave it to the enchiladas. But if anything happens with you or your band, I want you guys to come to Geekscape and promote it and talk about it because I want the Geekscapers to be listening to the Suburban Legends. Okay. I would love to. Hey, man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I was so happy to talk about this stuff because I never get to. So thank well, you. Call me in about 30 minutes and we'll just keep it going. All right. All right. I'll take it. So <laughs> Geekscapers will not be privy to it, but we do have another Geekscape coming up on Wednesday with my friend Ed Greer. Uh, so Geekscapist, you're not going to want for Geekscape anytime soon. We're going to keep these things coming uh, because you're in quarantine or maybe you're not in quarantine and you're somebody who's like, I'm tired of quarantine. F it. And you're one of like the neighbors who's just like running around. You're like, no masks, no pandemic, no quarantine. We've moved on to looting and violence and all that and they don't have to do it. So I don't know what reality we're living in, whatever your uh, multiverse is. Brian, I love you, man. Come on the show. Soon. I love you too, man. Um, but honestly, Geekscapist, as I said at the top of the show, whatever you guys are going through right now, um, Geekscape is here for you. If you want to start writing, you want to start expressing yourself, and you think, hey, the Geekscapist would appreciate it, yeah, come share it with us. Maybe we'll put it up on the website. Maybe we'll start a podcast. Whatever you want. I just want creativity, and I want you guys to be sincere, and I want you guys to know that you have an outlet. If you just want to come and hang out, well, we got the Facebook. we got the YouTube. we got the Twitter. Uh, we got all sorts of uh, channels, and maybe you're watching this live on Twitch or YouTube or Periscope, maybe Periscope, or maybe our, our Facebook group. So whatever it is, uh, just know that Geekscape's here for you. We're going to keep making this content for you guys. Uh, if you're watching this live tomorrow night, we got ourselves a horror movie night podcast taking on the live streams. And then, like I said, with Brian, comedian Ed Greer is going to be on on Wednesday, and we're going to talk to him. He's a fucking hilarious dude. I think he's been on Geekscape. I'm not sure. We've been, we've been doing this a while, but I know that Ed is hilarious and long since should have been on the show. Uh, so he's coming back on Wednesday and I can't wait to talk to him. Um, stay safe, please. Can you promise me that you'll stay safe? I hear you. I hear your cries. Please stay safe. Um, stay smart. If you guys need anything, let me know. Let Geekscape know. Um, we're here. We're a community. Uh, and like I said, get your friends to register for, to vote. Like let's let's start educating ourselves. Let's start now. Let's dig in if we haven't started already, and let's start doing our part as much as we can to push the system a little bit more towards how we want it, because uh, it's obviously gotten a little bit off track recently, and we got to do our part to get it back on there. Because uh, looking out our windows, it's like a movie. There's fires and destruction and all sorts of stuff going on. And we're under quarantine and there's an evil virus. And maybe those spacemen who made it off on the SpaceX NASA launch, maybe they were the lucky ones. And that's where we want to go. But we don't get that choice. Not yet. We don't get just free space travel yet. So let's um, hang tight on this planet. Let's not give up quite yet. And let's do our part to, um, as Kate Eglin says, Vote the fucker out, <laughs> okay? And maybe you're not in the U.S., but you have a fucker of your own. So let's vote those fuckers out, too. And remember, the whole down party ticket, whatever change you want to enact, let's educate ourselves right now, starting in June and running it until the fuckers are out. There's the sirens. You guys know that I'm sitting here uh, under a curfew, but I got you guys. Love you guys. I'll be back Wednesday with a new Geekscape. Geekscape forever. Over and out. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.